Well, God bless you today. We are tremendously blessed to have Brother Sam, Sister Emily coming along. And uh, they used to kid me down at Hanner's. They either like you or they don't know you, the reason you've been there so long. So I don't know about that. People I worked with one time, Peggy and I went to Hawaii on a Brandon Airline. They said your church had checked that Browning airline out before you went. They knew they was going to go broke over there. They was hoping you couldn't get back. I don't know about that neither, but anyhow, they used to really carry me high about that. God bless you for being here today. I'd like you to take your Bible and turn to the book of Luke, the 24th chapter, and verse 49 in Acts 1 and 8. I love the song this morning. I tell you, we could ever realize what a wonderful Savior we have and what he does for us. Brother Melvin was telling me this morning that he was not supposed to be alive. They didn't think he would live for two times. But God has richly blessed him and raised him up every time. So we serve a wonderful God. And I want you to bear with the word this morning. How many would say, I'm going to listen to the word this morning? Listen to what God has got to say. And we're going to title this this morning. Jesus' mighty power on display. He's not changed. He's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. And he will be the same until he comes back and takes the church home. So we're going to look at this this morning and see what the word of the Lord has for us today as we live in this world today. Such wonderful blessing he's bestowed upon us every day of our lives. So we're going to read here. Uh, Luke 24 and 49. And behold, I send the promise of my Father unto you, but tarry you in Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. Then Acts 1 and 8. Acts 1 and 8. But you receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And you'll be a witness to me both in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, the uttermost parts of the world. Now, they was to go back to Jerusalem and stay 10 days. 10 days. After Jesus got out of the grave, 40 days he spent with the disciples doing signs, miracles, and wonders. For 40 days, signs, miracles, and wonders, what he was doing. So to fulfill Pentecost, they have to go there and stay 10 days until that time is up to bring the fulfillment of the prophecy. So they went back to Jerusalem, and they waited 10 days till the end of the prophecy came fulfilled. That's when the acts, the outpouring of the baptism of the Holy Ghost came upon them. And the Bible said it came as a rushing mighty wind, and clothing tongues as fire set up for all of them that was there. Now I want to share with you nowhere in the book of Acts you ever find they ever tarried again for the Holy Ghost. You do not find in the scripture tearing for the Holy Ghost. If you listen to the word of God this morning you'll see what happened in the early church when the Holy Ghost had came. He opened the floodgates to heaven. He blessed them abundantly. And the Bible said, in what God opens, no man can close. 
So when he brought forth the outpouring of the Holy Ghost, fulfilling the prophecy, I know this might go a little against some of us that have been in the church a long time because we've been taught to tarry, but the Bible don't teach that. He teaches the outpouring of the Holy Ghost came as a rushing mighty wind upon them, fulfilling the prophecy that was fulfilled that from then on you shall receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost immediately and suddenly. When you hunger and thirst for righteousness, you shall receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. I was not really raised to go to church. I was telling Brother Ken this morning, one of my mother's regrets was that she did not keep us four boys in church, but she died seeing us all in church. But I want you to know God wants you to have the Holy Ghost. He don't want you have to tarry. I didn't know nothing about the Holy Ghost. I'd never heard of the Holy Ghost. Nobody went with me to the altar. When I went to the altar, I went because I felt I was lost and undone without God. When I knelt down at that altar, only one person prayed for me. I prayed, God, forgive me of my sins, and immediately the Holy Ghost fell on my life. I want you to know this morning, as we go through this morning, God wants you to have the Holy Ghost. He don't want you have to tarry. And the reason we believe that, because we've been taught that. Now, I don't want to cross your sword or unbelief or anything like that. I want you to believe that you can receive the Holy Ghost right where you're sitting today. John Oldstein was raised doctor's degree in the Baptist. He had not been taught of the Holy Ghost. But he received the Holy Ghost. And he was riding with a man one day, and he witnessed to him about the baptism of the Holy Ghost. This man had never heard of it before, but all of a sudden the Holy Ghost fell on him in that car. He began to speak in tongues. His leg locked up on the accelerator. He had to reach over and turn the key off because the car was speeding so fast. I want you to know God is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. He is not going to change one bit. Until he comes back, there's going to be an outpouring of the Holy Ghost and fire as a rushing mighty wind. I believe that the Bible wants you to feel his glory every day of your life. I believe he wants you to feel the flow of the anointing in your life every day of your life, fulfilling you abundantly all the way through the kingdom of God. Please don't let me lose you today because for what some things we taught and we believe, the Bible said, and suddenly, suddenly it came as a rushing mighty wind, clothed in tongues as fire, and it fell upon all of the multitudes that came together. In Acts 22, said, You men of Israel, hear these words of Jesus Christ. How many are going to hear the words of the Lord Jesus Christ? A man proved of God among you by miracles and wonders and signs. God did by him in the midst of the three years. Three years he was on this earth. And then he went back to heaven. And then he outpoured the Holy Ghost. And he's still outpouring it today. How many can be a witness today that God poured his spirit upon your life? He wants you to be renewed and refreshed over day. Amen. 
He wants a bright and shining light. We're the light of the world and the salt of the earth to believe these things as it come upon God. And Acts 2, 41, I mean, Acts 2 and verse 41, one sermon. I want you to notice what the Scripture said. One sermon was preached, and Peter preached this one sermon. And then they had gladly received which the word Peter was speaking to them. They were baptized that same day and was added to the church 3,000 people. Can you imagine one sermon being preached, and all of a sudden the Holy Ghost fell on them, 3,000 of them at one time. Isn't that awesome? I want us to get ready to believe in exciting the things of God. He is so wonderful. How many has he been wonderful for your life? I believe if I was to tell you that what God has done for Peggy and I, you'd think it was a fairy tale. But I want you to know that God wants you to be blessed with the power of the Holy Ghost in your life. There's nothing like it in this world. I don't care who you are and where you come from. I think when Peggy then moved up here, her mother was visiting somewhere in Queen City, and she was telling Peggy's mother that Peggy was going with me. She said, oh, Lord, no, surely not. But I want you to know God can change you in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye, change in your life. We find here, Fear came upon every one of men of them because of the seeing, that's verse 23, seeing the signs and the miracles and the wonders disciples was doing. I want to say that I believe God wants signs, miracles, and wonders in our life. God wants the world to see who he is and what he is and his miraculous work of the power of God in our lives. He wants that to happen. And the world needs to see a show of the power of God in our lives. Some people say, well, all you got to live it, you got to do more than live it. You've got to be the light of the world and the salt of the earth. The church is a city set on the hill. And these apostles saw all of that. In Acts 2, it said the floodgates was heaven was open. And I want you to know this morning, they are still open. And there's still a flood of God moving on people's lives. How many, Jesus is so awesome. We find in Acts 14 and 19, 5,000 men plus women and children followed him in the wilderness or a desert or a place. And Jesus said, feed them. They said, we ain't got no money to feed them. Everything that you can see today once was invisible. But God brings it to the visible. And I want you to notice this, what he did here. He said, you have them to sit down in order. Don't never forget God is a God of order. Without order, God doesn't move. Without order, God doesn't bless. The only two things in this world is free. That's air and water. That's the only thing is free. There's nothing just happens in the kingdom of God. Something's got to take place for us to see these things happen. And he tells them to sit down. By 50s. You ever thought about why 50s? 50 days. The Holy Ghost. Everything in the Bible has specific meanings. It's not just a book of written letters. It's the book of the Holy Ghost and the power of God. And he took just a few loaves of bread in his hand, and he broke them, and he gave them, and had they give them to the disciples, and they fed 
5,000 men plus men, women, and children in one setting. I read an article the other day, and Peggy read the same article. This guy is in Tampa, Florida, pastoring a church. He said the church wasn't very small at the time, very large at the time this happened. They had a praise and worship service. They prepared food for the little people who would go and be there, just to had a little food. Instead, a massive group showed up. I want you to know when God is there, somebody's going to show up. The drawn spirit of God draws people to himself. And they began to eat and worship and praise in God, knowing they didn't have enough food, but they blessed the food and sat down and began to eat. you remember reading that, Peggy? And the Bible, not the Bible, but he said, we worshiped and we praised God and we ate and we just had a wonderful time. And we ate and we ate and we all got full and there was abundance left over. We could not hardly believe. I want you to know when God shows up, you're not really going to hardly believe what he's doing. He's still the same yesterday, today, forevermore. You say, well, Brother Billy, I wish it would happen here. If we open our hearts and believe it can happen here. It's happening all over the world. It's happening among the Muslim. The baptism of the Holy Ghost is falling abundantly upon them. I was at a conference not too long ago in uh, Alexander, Louisiana, at the, the Pentecostal of Alexander. Billy Cole was there, and he was a missionary on the foreign fields. He said they was preaching one day and they 500 the Holy Ghost fell on them at one time. God is still in the business of filling you with the Holy Ghost. He's still in the business of doing signs, miracles, and wonders. He's still working mightily through people's lives and the blessings of God is upon us. Acts 2 and 6 said multitudes came together and mighty power of Jesus was on display. How many believe that that's what we need today? We need a mighty power display of Jesus Christ. Do what? I believe that, sister. I believe, how many believe there's angels around you? Listen. I appreciate that. I believe you anointed of the Lord to say that. We open our eyes. Our eyes are really blinded from the things of this world, keeping us from seeing what God has got around us. The man that went with Elisha was his servant, who when he saw the great army gathered around them, he said, Alas, alas, what are we going to do? And Elisha said, Lord, open his eyes, his spiritual eyes, where he can see what's gathered around the church. If we could see what's gathered around us this morning, the angels of God has been signed to you, and he wants you to see what he has for your life, not just a barely rain or sprinkle. He wants a flood in our lives, every day of our lives. Glory to God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Mm, I appreciate that, sister. I appreciate that. In Acts 2.39, and said, The promise came to the children as many as far off as our Lord God shall call. We're 2,000 years, if the scholars are right, I was reading some things on prophecy the other day, and I'm not saying they're right or wrong. They're saying we only got 25 years left. They take it all the way from the book of Genesis up until now. They said we don't know the time, 
of the season. I mean, we don't know the time when he's coming, but we know we're in the season right now. If you're a Bible believer, we're in the season when the Lord could come at any time right now. He's going to come. I have some people that tell me, well, I've heard that all my life. Well, I hadn't heard it all my life. I hadn't been in the church all my life. But I believe he's coming back in an hour that we think not. Glory to God. Let not your heart be troubled if you believed in God. Believe in Jesus also. There's going to be wars and what? Earthquakes. The prime minister of Israel went on national television and said of the day, said, ever Hamas that we find, we're going to kill them. If they're in Jerusalem, we're going to hunt them out, and we're going to kill them where they are. Listen, it's time for the church to rise up and say, any enemy that comes to my house, I'm going to rebuke him in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I don't care where he is and what he's doing. I'm going to stand up in the name of the Lord, and I'm going to rebuke him and tell him he has no right in my house. There's going to be wars and rumors of wars and earthquakes in diverse places. This is not nothing Beyond the prophecy of God, but let not your heart be troubled. Believe in the outpouring of the Holy Ghost today. Amen. Going to get power after he comes into your life. I'll be it. In Acts 8, 17. Well, we wish to read Acts a little further in Acts. Peter preached again, and 5,000 got the Holy Ghost. 5,000. Can you imagine? 5,000 just bam, suddenly, no tearing, just outpouring of the Holy Ghost. Philip was a Greek that infuriated the Jews when they chose him. To, and also Stephen, he was not an Israelite. He was a Greek. But he goes down. He started out serving tables. So if you're going to get anywhere in this life, and in the kingdom of God, you're going to start where? Serving. If you want to be great in the kingdom of God, the best thing to do is learn to do what? Serve. If you learn to serve, God will promote you. So Philip started out serving, and then he went down to Samaria, and there he preached unto them, and the whole city was baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. He healed the city. His city was healed. But no one had received the baptism of the Holy Ghost as of yet. Peter and John come down from Jerusalem. Can you imagine laying your hands on people and every one of them in Samaria got the Holy Ghost by the laying on of hands? Amen. No tearing, no waiting, just like it did in Acts 2. God is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. No shadow of turning, no shadow of chain. You know, sometimes God will burst our traditional bubble if we let him. The Holy Ghost fell on all of them. And there was Simon the saucer. He, he had a lot of power. Don't never think the devil ain't got a lot of power. I'm telling you, he got power of deception. One of the greatest powers I believe he has is deception. He deceives you. He makes you think that you're doing right and when you're doing wrong. But as they laid their hands on him and this Simon the saucer, he done signs, miracles, and wonders, Sister Barbara. He already done all that. But when he saw the laying on of hand, the power of the Holy Ghost come, 
He said, I want to buy that. Listen, this is not for sale. It's free. It's free. You can't pay for what this costs. It's free. There's nothing like being filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost and staying filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Supernatural provision. You look this word up in the Bible dictionary and you'll find it up what abundance means. It's more than enough. God came to give you abundant life, St. John 10 and 10. More than enough. And it also means a great amount. A great amount. It also means riches, wealth given to you by God and God alone. When they laid their hands on them, what happened? Somebody help me out right now. When he laid their hands on them, what happened? They received the baptism of the Holy Ghost as a rushing mighty wind, clothed in tongues of fire, just fell on them. I never did know the woman. They called her Sister Hicks. One morning she was up breaking bread, just putting bread in the oven, and all of a sudden what happened? Holy Ghost fell on her. Jean Meadows is not here this morning. But she's putting her makeup on one morning. The Holy Ghost just fell on her. I want you to know he freely gives what he's got. He freely gave his son for us that we could have life and have it more abundantly. I'm convinced that it's not God's plan for us to live a mediocre life. Just the average get by life. He wants you to be like a superwoman and a superman. Changed and instantly. How many have been chained by the power of God? Been changed. Your mind's been changed. Got the mind of Christ. I believe it's find this in Psalm 139 and it said, in the volume of the book, some says that book means your mind. God wants to transform our lives into Him and liken to Him. Brother Yoakum told a story one time about a man named Jake Jacobs. He come to church and he went over to the altar and knelt down on one knee. Nobody went over and prayed with him because there was no excitement. Everybody's over here praying. After a while, he got up and sat down and somebody went over back then. They asked him, are you satisfied? They went over and asked him, now, I want you to get there. Just praying by himself, just over there down on one knee and the Holy Ghost fell on him. I want you to know that the Holy Ghost wants to fall on you. He's ever-present. I, I believe this atmosphere is in charge. Every time we come through those doors, we ought to be praying for the Holy Ghost to have his way in my life. We don't need to pray for him to come. He's already wanting to come freely upon our lives and abundant like we've never experienced before. The wonderful things of God. I'm not preaching against tarrying. I'm a preaching you don't have to tarry. I'm preaching it can fall on you wherever you are. It's such a wonderful blessing he wants you to have. Suddenly and immediately you find it. And I'll encourage you to read from Acts 2 on throughout the, the gospel of Acts, the wonderful things of God. And remember what Joel says, I will pour out my spirit on what? All flesh. I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Supernatural provision and abundance of things of God. 
I don't know where you feel what I feel today. I tell you, I enjoyed being here today. An angel of the Lord in bright clothing appeared to Cornelius, and Cornelius was not a Christian. He gave much alms. He was dedicated. An angel of the Lord showed up to him and said, I want you to send to Joppa. There's a man down there called Peter. And all this time of going on, God had showed a vision to Peter. When God gives a vision, he'll give the interpretation. If he gives you a vision, Brother Ken's had a dream, but he'll give you the interpretation. Anytime he gives a vision, he'll give the interpretation. He gave this to Cornelius, and he told Cornelius what to do. You go down to Peter. He's at Joppa. And you get him and get him come over here and talk to you or preach to you. And when Peter was up on the housetop, he had this vision of this great sheet coming down. He didn't know what it was. And, uh, and Jesus told him, said, Arise and eat. He said, Never have I ate any clean thing. Might have been a pig in there. He don't know what he meant by eating bacon and sausage, you know. But the Jews didn't eat unclean things. Pigs clean unclean. He didn't know what it meant. But he gave an interpretation. There's a man, three men waiting on you down there. I want you to go with them and doubting nothing. I want you to not to doubt what the power of God has planned for your life. He has a tremendous plan for our lives. And Peter went with them. And I want you to, when he went in, Cornelius had his whole family sitting there, all of his friends sitting there. And he said, we're gathered together to hear. You read this in Acts 10. He said, we're gathered together here to hear what the Lord has told you to tell us. And Peter began to tell them what happened on the day of Pentecost. And they were sitting. Are y'all still with me? Y'all are sitting, right? And the Bible said, as many as heard the word, the Holy Ghost fell on them as he spoke. The Holy Ghost falls freely, giving to you and abundantly like you've never known before in your life. And then he says, Can any man forbid water that these should be baptized? And the Bible said he carried them all out and baptized that whole family in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. You said it didn't say that. Yes, it said Lord. Anytime you read the word Lord in the New Testament, it means Jesus Christ because he is the Lord of all. He's the head of all. He has all power. He has authority. You ought to say amen. The devil has no authority and no power over your life when Jesus is in your life. Because the ones in your life, Paul said, I labor more abundantly than them all, not I, but Christ in me. Listen, we need to believe that the Christ in us is doing the labor and doing the work to promote the kingdom of God and not to promote anything else. The only thing he's interested in is promoting the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God. I'm going to ask the praise team to come back up. And while they're coming, we want to mention one more thing here. Many times it's mentioned in the book of Acts. Paul asked the converts of John the Baptist, Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? 
They said, we have not heard whether it be a Holy Ghost or not. Paul said, John only baptized under repentance. And the Bible said, as he laid his hands on them, the Holy Ghost did what? Anybody knows the scripture, what did the Holy Ghost do? It fell on them. I don't know where they were sitting or where they were standing, but the Holy Ghost fell on them as they laid their hands on them. So God wants you to freely be able to receive. I don't care where you are, what position you're in, he can baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire and with a rushing mighty wind. I remember something Sister Powell said one time, and she said, when I got the Holy Ghost, I got stickum. You know, when God gives you the fullness of his spirit, he gives you stickum, something to hold on to him with. So God bless you. Let's all be continuous to pray. What's, what's tomorrow? What are you going to fast about? Finances. David prayed in Psalms, let prosperity come to us. The angel appeared to Daniel said, I'm here because of your prayers. God gives the promise, we pray, and he fulfilled the promise. So when you pray, I want you to believe that God is going to show up or he's going to send an angel say, and talk to you and say, I'm here because of your prayer. God sent me here because of your prayer, and I'm going to answer your prayer, and I'm going to supply what needs you have to need. He supplies all of our needs according to his riches and glory. There should never be no lack among us, regardless of what it is, because God is supplying what? Our needs according to his riches and glory. He has no lack. He has no limits. He gives the Spirit without limits. He gives the Spirit with floods of living water in our lives. So God bless you for being here today as they sing and worship the Lord. The good things is happening today around this world. So let's, let, let's believe God, what, what God is. Amen. We need to pray for the world and the world what they're going on. So God bless you in the name of Jesus. In the name of